0: Plus, you get free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com. That's spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code SELFIE. Today's sponsor is Every Plate. Initially, I thought meal kits had to be expensive, that there were kind of a splurge. But as it turns out, Every Plate is more affordable than groceries. Their quality ingredients come pre-portioned to help you save money and reduce food waste. You know, like the bag of spinach that I throw out every single week. You can skip the store and let every plate plan, shop, and deliver everything you need to cook a delicious meal at a consistently low price. For me, in the summer, I'd rather be out enjoying the sunshine than cooking. Every plate helps me do just that. veggie plate, family plate, and easy plate preferences to serve up crowd-pleasing meals night after night. Try every plate for just $1.79 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering the code SELFIE179. Again, that's $1.79 per meal at everyplate.com with the code SELFIE179. I'm Kristen Howerton, a writer and psychotherapist. And I'm Ru Powell, an admitted workaholic and self-care Luddite. And you are listening to Selfie, a weekly podcast about women learning
1: to take better care of themselves. We think self-care is important, but it can simultaneously be elusive.
0: Hey guys, well today we are going to be talking about emergency self-care and what I mean by that is when you find yourself Close to a panic attack, kind of losing your mind when things are really bad. What are the things that you can do in that moment to calm yourself down? We're also going to talk with Claire about retin A. Some of you had some questions about retin A versus retinol. We're also going to hear from BJ. She is answering a listener question about what to do when a loved one, partner, or spouse is struggling with addiction. Um, And as a reminder, you can always leave questions for Claire and BJ. Um, You can go to Selfie Podcast podcast.com and find the link. I'm here with Rue today. Rue, Hi. how was your week? It was
1: it was good. It was busy. Um so, yeah, it was it was crazy. I did a lot of travel. As did you. We got to see each other. That was exciting.
0: Well, I know this is kind of a fun episode because we actually saw each other in person this week, which is not um not as frequent because you're on the East Coast and I'm on the West Coast. Right. So we met up in New York. And we had really good food. It was great. We, uh, we had a lot of food and it was very good. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. Do you want to do your uh, self-care check-in?
0: Yeah, I will. Um, so mm-hmm, this week, you know, my 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 mental state has been stressed and I think – a bit of it has been spiked around um the travel that i just did so i was in new york mm. to meet with the marketing team at random house for my book which even as i say that out loud just feels a little overwhelming i mean it's all yeah it's all good news like there's nothing bad happening everything that's happening is good um but i think there's a couple things at play first of all i can really deal with um imposter syndrome Sure. And so just the idea of I'm flying out there and I'm meeting with like publicity people and marketing people and editors and book agents and like all of those words make me feel like I'm a little girl pretending, right? Like, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. I just, it just feels, and it's my first book, you know, so some of this is foreign, but it just, I really struggle with those feelings of like, what am I doing here? And like, this is ridiculous. Like, I don't know, like just feeling fake.
1: <laughs> yeah, ah, man, I'm – do men deal with this as much as women do?
0: No, of course they don't. I don't think they do. I mean, maybe they do. But I think that men – I well, that's not true. I think women deal with it. We deal with it kind of across the spectrum in many areas of our life. And for me, I've never felt like an imposter in a mother role – right like in a parenting role or being on the PTA or you know things like that I think it's for me it it really rears its ugly head around success occupationally mm-hmm. um just because I mean in my life I wasn't really raised to pursue that I was raised to pursue success with your family and and if you Yikes, had a nice yeah. little job on the side that's cute and cool you know but um Being ambitious was definitely something that was kind of frowned on in my upbringing. So, yeah, I think that when I am in these sort of ambitious roles or like, you know, I don't know, it just I start feeling like, oh, this is weird. Like, I shouldn't be here. I feel I've always felt that way with writing,
1: too. Like, um, you know, Mm -hmm. let's say I write a piece and it does really well and it gets wonderful feedback. And all of a sudden I go, what if that's the last good thing I'll ever write?
0: Totally. I feel like like, that, too. I definitely feel that. In fact, even in my meeting, you know, they're like, well, we're wanting, you know, we're wanting to present you as a first time author who will write many more books to come. And in my head, in that moment, I'm like, oh, you guys, that's cute because I'll never be able to do this again.
1: Right. Like, what if you just sort of, like, what if you just sort of, you, you
0: kind of fooled everyone this yes. round and there's no way you can repeat the success. Absolutely. That's how I feel. Yeah. So Aww. I think I was dealing with that. And, but, but I want to say too that these are not well formed thoughts, right? Like, it's not like I'm sitting here thinking all this out. It's just little, like, it's a running ticker tape in my brain of just negative self-talk, right? It's just kind of there, but I'm not thinking this through. I mean, if I sat down and think it through, I know that I'm being irrational. But then the other sort of negative self-talk that happens in all of this is just that fear of being exposed. Like, I don't know, like, as we're talking about, you know, here's the ways we're going to market the book. There's a part of me that feels like, oh, gosh, I don't know if I want this book out in the world. Like I – is that fear of criticism, right? And you know this. It's like the larger your platform is, whether it's writing online or being an influencer or putting a book out in the world, the better things do, the more criticism you get. I mean, it's, just, it's natural. Yeah, of course. Right? Like well, I was just, watching that Taylor Swift documentary. Did you watch that one? It's actually I pretty good. I have but ever- Everyone keeps telling me to watch it and that I will immediately love her. Well, I, I haven't actually liked her um, music. I mean, she's not my style of music, but right. I definitely watched it and felt a lot of respect for her. But, you know, she went through a period where everyone – she she became really popular and then everyone turned on her and it really didn't make any sense. And just the world – it just became popular to hate Taylor Swift – Because she was so popular. And, Mm. you know, and then I'm watching, I don't know if you've been following this whole thing around this. There's this novel called American Dirt, where a Puerto Rican, like biracial Puerto Rican, white woman I I could be murdering the story here but she wrote a book about a Mexican immigrant and then there was a ton of backlash because that wasn't her story to tell and Uh. so her book tour has been canceled and it's just Twitter went nuts on her and it's like you watch that kind of cancel culture and if as you have a book coming out in the world it's really scary like did I do something wrong in here that everyone's going to be mad? Right? Like, d- it, like, yep. is Twitter going to cancel me because I wrote about race or because I? I don't know. It's just, it's really intimidating to think of the potential backlash that is inherent in a book doing well. Yeah, and it's, it's just. I imagine that you feel very vulnerable. I do. I do feel really vulnerable. And my family, you know, my kids are teenagers. We're kind of in a vulnerable state just at home. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, some of my teens are struggling a little bit. The divorce stuff continues to be hard. And so it is one of those seasons where I sort of want to hunker down with my kids. And instead, it's like, I'm putting our story out. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, that is. uh.
1: What, what, like, what coping mechanisms do you have for 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 when this happens?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I, I try to do, like, you know what a cog thought journal is? I do not. So it's just, you basically, it's really simple. It's like you sit down, you write out all your catastrophic thoughts, you write down proof for or against the catastrophic thoughts, and then you write down more reasonable thoughts, right? So it's just capturing, because I'm the master of catastrophizing, and so it's sure. just capturing All of the projections, the fortune telling, the future casting that you do, and then saying like, what's the likelihood that this would happen? And then can I live if that happens, right? So can I live if, like, what if Twitter turns on me, right? And everyone's mad Mm. because I wrote something wrong, right? Or I wrote something Um, Because I do talk about a lot of hard topics in my book, you know, I talk about social justice and and racism. And like, what if I made a misstep and that and people get angry? And then I have to ask myself, can I live through that? Yes, I can. I can live through the internet being mad at me. It's happened before. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It'll happen again. (laughs) It's, you know, it's that whole thing of like, when you put your neck out, somebody will try to chop it off. And I can live through it. It's the internet. I can live through the internet being mad.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I was just going to say, you have not been foreign to that for no. uh, over, a, over a decade now. That's right. But I think the other thing that's that's uh, probably promising for you is that you have lots of smart people around you who will sanity check you and feel comfortable enough to say, hey, Kristen, so chapter 11... Mm, let's let's just you know let's just talk about this for a minute. And I think that you're surrounded by like other other people who have published books and have experienced uh, internet backlash. So you probably have a bunch of people in your corner who are willing to uh, at least
0: sanity check you. I do, I do, and I will say this. I mean, I have had multiple sensitivity readers. I've had all kinds of eyeballs on the book. But you know, you just you never know. And the, and the bottom line is, there is just there is it's just an it's a percentages game it's a numbers game it, you know if you get to a certain level there are going to be people who don't like it just for the fact that it's successful right, right. like that just right. happens like and and that's one of the dances I do in my head Is like do I even want this book to do well because then I know if it does well like that will happen the backlash will happen and yeah you know and then you start getting in that like self-sabotage like maybe I don't want it to do well maybe I just want to yeah I don't know it's just it's a weird it's it's a weird mind game it's yes yeah I don't Aww. know I, I don't know and I you know I just deal with generalized anxiety in general so it it just it's certainly glomming onto this right now just the like the exposure stress Um, but anyway how about you you had a ton of travel this week you had probably one of the busiest weeks of your life I'm guessing
1: yeah, and in fact, I'm you know I'm sitting here thinking, yes, Kristen, I understand that, <laughs> that
0: well, yeah. vulnerability. So the vulnerability, I, uh, big and exposure, big time. You're dealing with that right now.
1: Yeah, so I work with a, a company that focuses on child safety, and I ended up doing um, you know a lot of press around it. Yeah, and it's kind of you know it's this is my work, and this is what I'm passionate about, and, and then it's kind of all right. Uh America, how do you feel about it? <laughs> do yeah. you uh, uh, and, and I've I've tried to not read the comments. Mm-hmm. Um but sometimes you just doing can't help it. Big
0: press, like national press.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and so it's uh it's absolutely nerve-wracking. So this week, gosh, it was it was uh, it was just super stressful and my biggest thing that I wanted to uh, I would just sit there and go, some things I just feel Weird. And I didn't mm-hmm. know what it was. But then I'm like, oh, gosh, this is so stressful. I probably have the right to feel weird. And I probably, you know, should be as gentle with myself as possible. So when, uh, you know, I had dinner with you and that wonderful group of people, uh, it was nice to just kind of sit and be with friends and kind of forget about the fact that, you know, I'm uh Again, making myself super vulnerable and uh, telling a story or answering questions and, you know, all these things are completely out of my control. And and maybe that's how you feel with a book, too. Like, you can't control someone else's reaction. You can't control what what someone else will type uh, or rage type on the internet. Totally. Um. Yeah, so it, it, it was a really stressful week. And I got home and yesterday, all I wanted to do was like, I, I just, I could have probably just hung out in my bed and hid yeah. for, you know, eight hours straight. I didn't. But I, um. yeah, I, I was full
0: tilt this weekend, for sure. That's funny. We are kind of having that parallel process of like, just exposure to the world and then dealing with what everyone in the world thinks about that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> every, no. every random
0: commenter on the internet. Which is good. It's smart that you're not reading comments.
1: Well, I mean, I'm trying not to. I I definitely am. And then, of course, like my, like, I love to uh, use humor as a uh, coping mechanism. Yes. And so I'll take, I'll screen grab a really terrible comment and I'll text it to people with like another really terrible comment to go on top of it. You know, like, can (laughs) I, can I out terrible this comment? Um, Totally. And, and of course, of course. The majority of the feedback is wonderful. And, and that'll likely be the same with right. your book, where the majority right. of the feedback right. is wonderful. But it's just one person that's like, wow. Exactly. And then I'm like, oh, no, you mean not everyone in the world loves me? I can't be universally
0: adored? That sucks. <sighs> It does suck. Why can't everyone like us? (laughs) Well, and I mean, that's been a lifelong struggle of mine, too. It's just that people pleasing and wanting to be all things to all people. And I mean, I know you're an Enneagram two with a three wing, right? Yeah. yeah. And I'm an Enneagram three with a two wing. So we definitely we both have a lot of that like performance, wanting to be liked, that sort of shame center of like needing other people to validate Uh, us, which it's hard. It's hard to deal with that.
1: Yes, I want to be successful and I want to be the best and I want mm-hmm. you to love me for it. And yeah. I also want to help you. And I also want you to anticipate my needs. So
0: <laughs> All reasonable requests, Rue. Yes, Completely reasonable. Yes. <laughs> it seems yeah. like a great way to navigate the world. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, it just, I, I feel like this is a, uh, I don't know, maybe this is timely with our topic for today, too. Where we can is. talk about um, just what to do when all you want to do is take depression naps. <laughs>
0: oh, I know. Totally. Totally. <laughs> when you have a vulnerability hangover. Well, let's, yes. let's do – let's lighten it up for a sec. Let's do our two thumbs up, and then we'll um, – oh. We will circle back to our topic of the day, which is timely, <laughs> as you said, which is what to do when the bottom falls out and you just can't right. get a grip on your self-care. Um but okay, I have something that I discovered this week that was actually really great for my trip to New York. So um, you've done Stitch Fix before, right? Or some of those clothing subscriptions. Yeah, yeah, I've tried those. Yeah, and I, I like them. I mean, I've, I think I actually still get Stitch Fix boxes, but I'll keep like maybe one thing a box um, because you can't pick it. So Newly, have you heard of that one? It's It's similar no. to Stitch Fix, but it's a little different. Well, first of all, it is anthropology and urban outfitters brands. So Oh, nice. Super cute stuff. It's a clothing rental versus a subscription. So you get five items a month. Um, you pick the items, which I really like. Mm. And then you get to keep them and wear them. You don't have to wash well, you don't have to wash them before you send them back. I mean, you can wash them while you have them, but you just then you just collect them and send them back. And then the next month, they send you another five items. And again, you're picking them. So I tried it for the first time this month. And I'm like, oh, I have to go to New York. Of course, I have no warm clothes. Maybe right. they have coats. So I got this I, – I seriously think it's a $400 coat. Like this beautiful Bagley Mishka huge puffer coat. Ooh. I added that to my box. And I wore that every single day of my trip. And then I – like got a bunch of sweaters because i don't have many sweaters so i actually really like this service it's 80 dollars a month but for me the way that i'm thinking of using it is so my jeans i don't want to get jeans from them but if i can get like two tops and two new dresses a month and then maybe like a specialty item like a coat or a formal gown like that actually really works for me um and then you just send them back that's a lot That's a lot cheaper than
1: Rent the Runway, too, because Rent the Runway has um, their unlimited program. But I want to say it's like $160 for four items.
0: It is. (laughs) Um, And so, like, next month, I've already chosen my box, my newly box for next month. I have a gala um, at my kids' school, and it's like a 40s gala. So I've already picked a cocktail gown out for that. And then the next month, we have Mom 2, um, which mm. there's another formal thing for that. So I've already picked my dress out for that. So I'm getting clothes and I'm getting, like, the dresses that I need for 80 bucks a month. Yeah, and – what I like about that too
1: is like I'm so bad at this where I get right up to the date and I go, "Oh my gosh, I need to Same. find something." Oh, yeah. And then I'm like scouring online. Same. I'm like, "Do I pay for rush shipping? Do I like run to some store and yep. try a bunch of stuff on?" And I find that to be so stressful. It's the worst. I have I have a banquet for my oldest on Tuesday because she's getting an award, and thankfully I do have a, a you know, a dress in the back of the closet, but it's not it's not like a super like if it was like a, you know, um a black tie yeah did I say that right yeah Yeah, evening wear or like you know then I would be in in so much trouble but I like that because it I don't know I find I find like going last minute to try to find something super duper stressful so that seems like it alleviates that
0: and I do it every year too we have Rue and I are um, a part of this organi- – well, we go to this um, conference called Mom2, and they do the Iris Awards, which is awards for, like, blogging and influencers. And we go every year, and it's, like, every single year, like, two days before my trip, I'm Amazon priming dresses, which, yep. of course, you're not going to find the best dress on Amazon, you know? Right. Like
1: – Right, and does it fit well, and do you like it? Right. And, oh, I didn't realize, well, shoot, now I need to buy, like, I don't know, the, the right underwear
0: to go with yeah, it. Right, uh, now I need specialty spanks or – yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I like that this is forcing me to sort of think ahead. Um, and then I also, one another one other aspect of it that I like, too, is that I do like wearing kind of trendy clothes, but I don't like that whole fast fashion thing of, like, mm. you buy it and then you get rid of it. And so I sort of like the recycling aspect of this. Like, I can wear something new and cute for a month and then I get a new a new new and cute thing. But the old new and cute thing is going to someone else, right? Like, it's. Right. That feels good.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely I definitely like that, too. In fact, there was uh, I was going in between sizes, and I just felt bad. I felt badly like I'm like, I'm not gonna buy something. And then, you know, there's this I watched that documentary about fast fashion about how, like, you know, there's there's so many clothes to donate. There are just piles now. Yeah. And so I ended up have you ever used Poshmark? I like Poshmark, too. Yeah. Yeah, I I use Poshmark just to fill in. The gaps, you know, where like I know that I am, you know, size X for uh, jeans, and I'm I'm heading towards size X, and in a few months maybe I'll be size, you know, whatever. And so now that I know uh, what sizes fit me and what brands, then I go, okay, I am looking for you know, made well jeans and size, da da da. And I feel a lot better about that. And I've been doing that for actually for my kids too, because yeah. you know, they grow so quickly. I, I really feel uh I feel more responsible buying stuff that's um gently used for them.
0: Totally. I totally agree. Um, and then my other discovery I also discovered um around my New York trip because every time I travel, especially to cold weather, my skin gets super dry and I'm getting eczema now. As I'm, I mean, Aww. I've always had it a little, but I'm getting it worse as I've gotten older. So there's this company called Graydon Skincare, and they have, it's it's all plant-based, it's green, but they have this moisturizer called the putty and that Ooh. is like the texture. It feels like you're like spackling your dry skin, um, but it's really nice. It's a nice hand lotion and you can even use it on your face, um, but that kept my fingers from just completely cracking while I was in New York.
1: I need that for my girls. They have, like, especially in the winter. And it's yeah. because it's it's cold here yeah. and it's dry and their hands crack so badly. So I'm going to check that out. What do you
0: have for two thumbs up oh, for us this week?
1: Well, um, and this is this will play into a little bit of uh, what we talk about today. But I really like kind of starting my work day with a little bit of a routine, which goes yes. out the window when I travel. but. I uh, like to come into my office, and I like to start off with a clean desk, Mm -hmm. and I will diffuse essential oils. And so remember how, like, years ago you could only buy them from, you know, someone who sold? Yes. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Well, thankfully, um, you know, you can find some really nice ones at, like, Whole Foods or even online. And so there's this one blend that I like – uh, called uh, Pay Attention um, mm. and it's by Elia and it just smells so nice and uh, for me I'm like a really I'm really big into I don't know like uh, if I want to minister to myself I'll make sure all of my senses are good you yes. know what I mean so I, I like it so much that I bought a second bottle and I bought a travel diffuser Nice. so when i when i'm like in a stuffy hotel room or i'm in an airbnb oh, so that like nice. only loves febreze then it just feels a little bit more like home if mm-hmm. i uh i and the mini diffuser is tiny and so it's nice so i can just i pop it on the nightstand and i diffuse some oils and i feel like i'm at home so i really totally. like that it's just i like it as a nice little way to comfort myself the other thing is super dorky and i own how dorky it is <laughs> but it is a weighted hula hoop um oh. so I never heard of this. <laughs> well, I know for me that you know uh, I feel best when I've worked out or when I've been you know I've had a, a little sweat session. But also because I work from home, when I'm not traveling and if I am super busy and I don't get to the gym, I am so sedentary that my Apple Watch sometimes thinks I've died. Yeah, you know, and yeah. they're just like, "Hey, yeah. have you uh, have you moved like
0: from yeah, the same sure. spot at all?" That is work so from I- home rider's <laughs> life. Like, oh, 300 yeah. steps for the whole day. Cool.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. There are only like 50 steps between my desk and my fridge yep. um, so I have uh, this weighted hula hoop and it's 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 heftier so it's about like three pounds and I will uh, stand in front of my desk and I will put uh, like a piece of tape over the camera so whatever NSA agent is uh, <laughs> is 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 assigned to me isn't watching me do this and I'll like I'll just like pull off my shirt and I'll be in a sports bra and I will hula hoop to like an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I love Uh, that! No, and I, and like, it doesn't, it's not crazy where I can't like, I I can do it for ten minutes. I can take like a ten minute break and then like hop on a meeting and I haven't gotten super sweaty, but my heart rate has spiked a little bit. Yeah. And uh, it's so great for my core and it's not like a big piece of equipment where you have to like invest in a treadmill or invest in an elliptical machine. I'm just, and sometimes I do it in my living room while I'm watching something or I'm like hanging out with the kids. I am just hula hoop and I look absurd, but my kids like it too, uh, especially, you know, where we live. Sometimes it's cold and icy outside and you just need to get some energy out. And so I'm like, hey, take my hoop. It's fun. That's so smart. Um, I would never have thought of that. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a decent enough workout where um, my watch will say, oh, it looks like you're working out. And I'm like, yes, I am. I am Thank working you. And out. I feel,
0: re- I feel really smug about it. That's really fun. Okay. Do you yeah. have the two pound one or the three pound one?
1: I like the three pound one. I mean, mm-hmm. it depends. Like I uh, I don't have a problem with hooping. Like my mom tried it and she was like, I don't know, understand how this works. So it, it's just like a regular hula hoop. Um, I like a little bit of weight on it. And there's not much of a difference between the two because I've tried both. So I would just go for the three pounder.
0: Well, you know, hooping is like a whole thing. Like there's a whole culture around hooping and Burning Man. And like <laughs> I have a friend who got super into it and she really got in crazy shape. Just from yeah, hooping all the time.
1: That is not going to be my life. I don't like it enough where I'm like, gee, I wish I could hoop today. It's like a nice yeah. – You're not going like to go a nice, join a club. <laughs> right, right. I'm not going to start painting my face and um, uh-huh. and doing like elaborate routines. But it is nice for when I'm like, you know what? I need to do 15 minutes of something and I yes. don't have the time to like run to the gym or it's raining or it's freezing or whatever. And so I just hoop by myself Uh honestly it, it's incredibly dorky and I'm just in my uh I'm in my office hooping
0: Yep. I just think you're like a month away from a big flowy hippie skirt and piercing your nose
1: <laughs> maybe uh you know what I will I will do an Instagram story uh with this I'll do it on the selfie podcast uh, Instagram so you can see just how cool I look in my sweatpants hooping in when my you office. start
0: threadlocking your straight hair we're gonna have an intervention <laughs>
1: That's fair. I will welcome it at that point.
0: All right, it's time for Ask the Aesthetician. I'm here with Claire. Hello, everyone. Who is answering our beauty, burning beauty questions. And if you ever want to ask her a question, you can do so either in the Facebook community group or if you visit selfie.com, there's a link to a form where you can submit anonymous questions. Yes.
2: And if you do ask in the group, Uh, Go ahead and tag me just to make sure that I see it.
0: Yeah. Good. Good. All right. Here's your question for this week, Claire. I know Retin-A for wrinkles and discoloration is not necessarily clean, but it's made such a difference in my skin that I have kept it as a part of my routine. However, I can only use it one to two nights per week because of the dryness, flaking, and sensitivity it causes. Can you please educate me on how to do this? Is it better to use 0.025% every night versus 0.05% two to three times a week? And have you found an oil or moisturizer that helps combat this dryness?
2: Oh, I have so much to say on this. (laughs) So in a previous episode, I joked that Botox is the best thing Mm -hmm. ever. Yes. I have to say, okay, it's almost the best thing. Oh, oh, okay. okay. Because Retin-A, if you're not wanting to do injectables, Retin-A is its twin. Yes. I also think anybody over the age of 25 should also be using (laughs) Retin-A. Retin-A is great for two things. For you know, Mm anti-aging and fine lines and wrinkles. Also great for people who struggled with acne growing up.
0: Well, that's what's so funny about Retin-A is that, like, it kind of hits both. Absolutely. I mean, it's probably good for people under 25. It really is. Yeah.
2: But keeping in mind, it makes you extremely photosensitive. Mm -hmm. So if you are, Mm -hmm. you know, a fair skin tone and you are worried about... um, Sun damage. Yeah, like sunspots and brown spots, you have to really be careful because, I mean, you you will get them if you're not using SPF. Totally. So... The the big question a lot of people have is this 0025 and the five per, um, the 0.05%.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Always start small.
0: Okay, quick question. Yes. Are these both over-the-counter strength, or do you have to get a prescription for one of these strengths?
2: Technically, you need a prescription for both of these. Oh. Technically. Uh-huh. But if you're going to a dermatologist's office or a med spa, mm-hmm. then they're going to be able to sell this to you. These are called, like... Dermaceuticals. Okay, so it's a pharmaceutical, but you can only be purchasing it through a med spa, huh. who at the end of the day is being signed off by a doctor. Got it. These are different than our retinols that we're finding in a drunk elephant or some of these like great brands that you know uh-huh. Sarah talks about. Okay, Th- those are those are retinols. They're all like vitamin A derivatives, mm-hmm. but they're not the strength of an actual retin A or tetrinoid oh. is what we're talking about. Got it. Got it. So I do recommend always starting small because mm-hmm. you can always go
0: up. So do you recommend, okay, do you recommend then that people should be doing the Retin-A versus the Honest Beauty or Drunk Elephant Retinol? Yes. Okay.
2: Not the most popular opinion. Okay. But again, bang for your buck. Uh-huh. Nothing is going to work as strong. Like, right. It's not going to work as well. Right. But if you have really sensitive skin, uh-huh. a retinol cream that has other like buffers and fillers uh-huh. in it might be a better choice for you. Got it. But if you're really wanting to target something like fine lines uh-huh. or darker spots. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about, especially like women, I would say like in their 40s who mm-hmm. the eye, just, just the eye cream at night's not really doing it for us anymore. Right. Um, you really do want to hit it with actual Retin-A. Okay. And I recommend starting at that, you know, .025, uh-huh. two nights a week. Okay. And you are going to flake. Right. That's the That's how we know it's working. Right. As we get older, our, our body holds onto our skin cells. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when we're younger, it's sloughing off every 24 hours. As right. we get older, it's taking a week to get sloughed off. Right. So we're getting rid of all those dead skin cells. You're going to flake, you're going to be dry, and you're going to be itchy. Using a moisturizer right after really helps me. Um, I tend to use, like, a beauty oil. Some right. people, like, a cream. So you do the Retin-A first. And not everyone's going to agree with me, but this is what's worked for me and my clients for years using a light oil or cream right after really will help with that transitional period of the dry, flaky itchiness. Right. You want to be able to work up to three to four nights a week.
0: Okay. So that's possible to work up.
2: Yes. But you're still at that lower percentage. And this might take months. Got it. A lot of people want to rush through this and get to the 0.05. Uh-huh. No. Okay. I mean, I was probably using the lower dosage for about a year okay. before I moved up. And when you do move up, you really feel it. Okay. And you don't want to plateau too quickly because you're going to be using this ideally probably forever. Right. Also, making sure that when you are applying it, you are using – I want everyone to look at their pinky nail. Mm-hmm. The the size of your pinky nail is about how much retin-A you're going to be using on your face. Got it. If you're using more than that, you're going to really have a bad skin reaction. Yeah.
0: So small amount. Very small. And I would do a dot at the forehead, uh-huh. a dot on each cheek, and a dot at the chin. Now, do – okay, here's my question too is – is it okay to put it near your eyes? No. So it's not going to deal – this is not going to deal with your, your crow's feet. But it will. Oh. We
2: don't want it too close to our eyes because the type of – now we're getting science you guys. The type of <laughs> molecule that Retin-A is, it's completely cylindrical, so it moves. Right. It's not just going into your skin and absorbing and staying there. Right. If you're putting Retin-A, at, let's say, like our last – pretend, you know, the, that last little, like, bag area in your eye – If you're putting it right underneath Uh there,
0: it'll bleed out. That product is going to move. Yes. I've had that experience where I'm like waking up in the morning and I'm like, I didn't put it on my eyes, but my eyes are red. Exactly. Yeah. So
2: being very conservative and we're, again, we're talking about the more the prescription retin-A than we are a retinol cream. Got it. So four dots, forehead, Mm -hmm. cheek, cheek, and chin. And you're just kind of moving it in outward strokes, Mm -hmm. you know, going towards your ears and then your chin going towards your chin
3: Mm
2: -hmm. or towards your neck. Excuse me. Um, I also use Retin-A on my neck and clavicle area, hmm. and I do two
0: very small dots.
2: Okay. I also take a break from Retin-A in the summer.
0: Right, like so that we- you can be out in the sun and...
2: Like, if I were using Retin-A when we were in Indio, mm-hmm. it's like you're going back 10 years, all of those spots are going to come back up. Got it. So, start slow. Find a good um, oil or light moisturizer that you can use mm-hmm. after. Honest has a really great, just very plain, mm-hmm. um, clean moisturizer. Yep. I also really love the Renew we've talked about in past episodes, which is the CBD jojoba face mm-hmm, oil, mm-hmm. which I do use with my Retin-A. Yeah. Um, and then also making sure that you're using a very gentle SPF. Yes. So a clean SPF without all the other junk in it that can really right. go irritate. Yep, got it. But so what we've learned is Botox and Retin-A <laughs> are going to save face. <sighs>
3: It is time for Ask the Therapist with BJ Hickman. Today I'm going to speak into a topic that was brought up in a post by a member of our Facebook community. And Jessie shared in a really beautiful and vulnerable way a number of challenges that she's facing in her life currently and in the recent past. But the most pressing issue that she brought forward in her post was a concern about her husband's. Um, current dependence on alcohol, something that has recently progressed to, su- to a state of unmanageability in his life. And she's feeling overwhelmed by all of the fears and anxieties that come with that discovery. I love, love, love you people in that community and how you came around Jesse in that post. Your comments of support were so beautiful and so empathic and supportive and nurturing. And, um, uh, many of you offered the suggestion of Alcoholics Anonymous and Al-Anon for Jesse and her husband. And those are really amazing suggestions. And I encourage you, Jesse, um, and anyone here who's struggling with dependence or with a loved one who's struggling with those issues to consider a 12 step program as part of your healing in this process. What I want to speak into today is, um, as much as I support that, and I do, I believe one hundred percent in um, the twelve step community because, as Brene Brown says, we are wounded in in community and we heal in community, and the foundational premise of the twelve step program is community. In Uh, Dr. Bob and Bill W., who started the program, called it the the Fellowship of the Brethren. And it's truly in the support of one another that the program works. But it was never meant to be the end-all and be-all of sobriety and recovery from substance use and substance abuse, whether it's alcohol or other drugs, or even process addictions of any kind. Um we now know, and I'm not going to argue for or against the model of, of a disease, because there's plenty of science to support there that there is a genetic predisposition to addiction. Um, but we also know now that there is a lot of other there are a lot of other factors that contribute to a person becoming dependent upon these substances and Dr. Gabor Mate is one of our premier trauma specialists in the world today, and he came onto the scene a few years ago and shook up the addiction treatment world with the claim that he doesn't believe that there's a disease model, um, that he believes it that substance abuse and, and um, dependency are all based on an inability to tolerate pain and suffering. I read an article recently about Dr. Mate and I, I, it was a really concise description of what it is. He believes the author says, whatever it is I'm addicted to according to Dr. Mate or have ever been addicted to. It's not what it is, but what it does to me, to you, to anyone. He believes that anything we've ever craved helped us escape emotional pain. It gave us peace of mind, a sense of control and a feeling of happiness he defines addiction or yes, addiction as any behavior that gives a person temporary relief and a pleasure, but also has negative consequences and to which the individual will return time and time again. And I so wholeheartedly believe with that, believe that definition to be true. I worked in addiction treatment for 15 years. My husband was in the field for 20 years and, um, I saw, over the course of those years, treatment change, for one thing. We came to understand the importance of addressing trauma in the role of treatment. And what I want to say is, without getting into an extreme definition of trauma, it's crucial to understand that we all have it. And so, whether you want to define it as trauma Or not the 12 step program is not designed to teach you how to feel the feelings that you have been numbing with alcohol or other substances. That's what therapy is for. And if you go to Alcoholics Anonymous, you are going to learn how to not drink for one day. And the hope is that you can get through that day with the support of the community to not take a drink and then get up tomorrow and do the same thing again. But if you have past experiences or other stressors or traumas in your life that seem unbearable and too stressful or too overwhelming to process on your own. That is going to be the thing that makes you pick up another drink and throw whatever sobriety you may have away. So my encouragement to you, Jesse, for your husband Um, And to anyone out there who has an issue with substances and you're not sure what it's about or if you're um, ever going to be able to control it on your own um, or if you have a loved one who is struggling with these issues, I do encourage you to take advantage of the 12 step programs for support but I also encourage you to seek whatever professional help you may need. And there are a number of options. One of the things that's really important that the general public typically doesn't understand is that alcohol is the most dangerous drug we can ever detox from. The risk of seizure is so great and many people die trying to get off alcohol on their own. So please do not do that without being in a medical facility where doctors and registered nurses are caring for you during the process of withdrawal. There are ways to keep you comfortable. There are anti-seizure medications they can take to keep you safe. And it's crucial that you do that in an environment that is medically based, where you can be monitored and cared for by medical professionals. Once you are um, past the crisis point, it may be that you need a treatment program. The treatment industry is a tricky one. There are a lot of really, there's there's a lot of bad actors in that industry. Don't go to the internet looking for treatment. Find someone you know who's been to treatment before or speak with your doctor or speak with a therapist. Actually, don't go to your doctor because most doctors don't understand addiction and aren't connected to treatment in the right way. But, but I, I'm right here. You can reach me Anytime one in my past life, I help people find the appropriate treatment program for them, the one that would best suit their needs. And I'm happy to offer that support to anyone and let you and guide you toward the programs that can be trusted, guide you toward individuals who can walk you through the doors of those programs and make sure that that is navigated well. And then beyond treatment, once you are sober and it's crucial that you be sober, for a few minutes before you attempt to address whatever it is that is so overwhelming that you can't get through the day without some substance to numb the feelings that you have. That's when you want to step into therapy. There are addiction treatment programs that address therapy during the course of treatment, but it's also crucial that even after that, or if you don't go to treatment that you work with a qualified therapist who has been trained in treatment mo- or uh, trauma modalities not all therapists are trained to treat trauma that's really important to know so you want to make sure that they are skilled that they're seasoned that they have been trained in specific programs and and modalities for treating trauma and if they have an, a training and an understanding of addiction it's definitely in your, in your um, favor to have someone with that understanding as well And so that's the information that I wanted to share with you, Jesse, but I also wanted to share it with the, the community because this is such a prevalent issue and such an important one. And I hope it's really helpful to all of you to have this information.
0: Head to www.dearbrightly.com and enter the promo code SELFIE to get 15% off your first order, which is their very best offer anywhere. That's S-E-L-F-I-E to get 15% off your first order at dearbrightly.com
1: Thanks, BJ. That's super helpful. So our topic today for this podcast is what do you do when things are uh, full tilt and you're super stressed and you're in emergency mode? What can you do in that moment for you to make sure that you are okay? Have you ever experienced that or have you experienced that recently, Kristen?
0: Um, Yesterday. (laughs) Yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Well, you know, I have a lot I have a lot going on right now just in terms of – this happens a lot to me when I get home from a trip. Because, you know, when you miss, like, your normal routines and you're not staying on top of everything. So, I came home from a trip. I had, like, just a ton of mail. Um, My house – Is still like, there's a couple parts of it that I'm still remodeling and those parts are sort of in my face right now. Um, And then I, like my inbox was so full and, you know, when you just feel like there's so much for me to do that it would take me a whole week to do all of it if I didn't sleep. Yeah. You know, that feeling. Um, So yes, I was in that place just yesterday and just like, and then I start feeling paralyzed and then I do nothing or I watch YouTube. (laughs) You yes, know?
1: where you get, like, decision fatigue, and you're like, you yes. know what, I actually don't know what to do right now, and it's too much, so mm-hmm. I'm just gonna s- sit in my bed until, uh, I don't know, something
0: passes, or...
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. like, yeah. yesterday, I was, like, researching Wes Anderson movies, like, I decided that's what I should <laughs> do right now, like, why?
1: Yeah, yeah, I uh, I've... I've felt this way more often than not lately. Uh, that's not true. Not more often than not, but I've ex- certainly experienced it more. Where I go, okay, I feel like it's almost like my body's like, you are not safe right now because you are overwhelmed yeah. by all the things that you need to do, or or just stuff that's happening, whether it's like parenting stuff or work stuff, or like you said last week, just kind of you know absorbing what your kids are going through. Yeah. Um, so I. Um, and I, would love to hear from listeners and, you know, from you about like what you do when you're like that, how do you get out of that, like just feeling paralyzed, um, I was talking to a friend about it this a while ago, and she said something that struck me. And she said, uh, "When I'm having a really hard week, I tap into some comfort things. I wear like my 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 hat that I love. I wear my favorite hat, and I wear like my favorite coat. And Mm. it's just it feels like that that's what I need to get me through the week. And I like I don't have a favorite hat or a favorite coat, but I loved that idea. So I started making a list of things that like I don't know that are." It sounds
0: like I sound like a baby with a blanket. Like I, oh, but I, like there I need, I need is something to, to that. There's something to that. Like in the same way that that was comforting when we were babies, I think it still is.
1: Yeah. So what are what are some methods that you that you use when you're just full tilt?
0: Yeah. I mean, for me, the number one biggest thing is to get outside if I can, Mm. Um, which is why I think my stress is a lot higher in the winter when that's not as possible. But I find that when I'm outside in nature, that is an immediate, like, perspective shift because, you know, it can feel like your problems are so big. And then I feel like it's like I go take a walk on the beach and I look out on the expanse of the water and then I'm like, oh, really? Like I'm having a crisis because I have too much email you know what i mean like it just puts everything in perspective i'm also a bath person Ooh, yeah me too big bath person um and then if i can especially if i can have like some scents in the bath that feel like a spa like a lavender or eucalyptus um, i really really like taking a bath what about you
1: um i i kind of I try to pay attention just in general to what makes me feel better, but not even when I'm feeling badly, but like, but even when I'm feeling good, like what, what do I really enjoy? And I try to tap into those things, like just some comforts. Like I have a favorite ceramic cup that Mm -hmm. I will just, I will, I will drink out of that all week long. Just like this will be the cup that I use because I love it and it feels nice in my hand. And for whatever reason, it's just, it's just a nice thing that I like. Yeah. Um, I try to play into kind of like comfort each sense. Um, so I will – I have a bunch of Spotify playlists that I like, and I've got like a nice slow jams playlist when I want to relax a little bit, or um, I'll listen to white noise. I love nothing mm. more than listening to a dishwasher run, and so I found a white <laughs> noise app that has the dishwasher. And I don't know, like I get I, – I can get – you ever go to like an expo or a conference and it's like bright fluorescent lights and it's so loud and there are a million things happening oh, – yeah. And you just want to go sit in a dark room. Totally. Um, That's – I can get like that. So I'll take a a bath in like a dark – in a dark – I'll turn off the lights and I'll go sit in the tub and I'll just have like a salt lamp on. Or um, I will, uh, you know, use essential oils um, or light a candle where I really like – that I really like. Um, Or even just kind of – um wear clothes that are really comfortable my mm-hmm. favorite pair of jeans like a sweatshirt um i only buy uh like crisp bed sheets cuz i like how they feel and i guess it's kind of like just kind of figuring out just kind of it's almost like i'm learning to know myself and like what works and what doesn't um I do like a weighted blanket. And I even, mm-hmm. in, a, in a smaller version of that, uh, I like compression socks. Oh, um,
0: interesting.
1: And I know that sounds, that sounds weird because I'm not obviously like not flying or, you know, e- e- not even in the middle of like weightlifting, you know, I'll, I'll uh, put on a pair of compression socks. I kind of feel like I'm a puppy wearing a thunder vest, you know? <laughs> um, and so for whatever reason, like I can't walk around with a weighted blanket around me, uh, but I can wear compression socks. I don't know what it is. I, I don't. At this point, I'm really afraid that someone's going to listen to this and think I sound absolutely absurd. But these are small things that I've identified <laughs> that make me feel good. Um, and just kind of even noticing, I don't know, like certain things cause me, it's not even anxiety, but like things that I can tick off. Like I like when my phone is charged and I like when my gas tank is filled hmm. and I like when my handbag is not filthy, you know what I mean? Yes. And so those are things that I'll do where I'm like, this is one thing that's right. My phone is charged, yes. my gas tank's full, and uh, I don't
0: have a bunch of crumpled receipts in my handbag. I, you know, I think there is something to that when you feel like everything is so overwhelming. If you feel like you can get one thing, like all the way to completion, that's really satisfying. So it's like, I may not have gotten everything on my to-do list done, but my sink is perfectly clean and shiny or something, Right? you know, right. I think there's something to that.
1: So there's this website that I sent you. Um, yes, which and I love. Yeah, and it is it is like a like a an interactive self care guide, kind of like an easy workflow chart. And what I like about it is that it's so simple so it's it has profanity in the url so we're going to spell it out but it's you feel like com,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: you go there and it'll just ask you one question at a time and you answer the question and it gives you a very small simple easy non-judgmental task um so for example like hey have you eaten in the past 4 hours have you slept and what, and just Small steps to just kind of taking care of yourself, and I like that it's a good base, right? Yes. Like, um, yeah, I want to have my pantry organized, but I'm, that's not
0: uh, a priority if I haven't slept well. Totally, yeah. And I love um, so the you feel like com. We or we're not allowed to cusp <laughs> on a podcast, um, but what I love about it is it t- it just it's like a self guide to take you f- through questions. So, first question: Have you eaten? <laughs> In the last four hours which is great because it, it pauses and says go eat
1: right right and it's even and it's even nice it's and it's also really nice about it like hey you probably need to eat something just grab something small they're not even saying only serve yourself an organic crudité platter right. it's if you need to grab a handful of ritz yes. do it <laughs> yeah
0: i like that which i have to say eating is an area of self-care where i kind of fail because you, you know i work from home Um nobody's giving me a lunch break and I will just be like, no, I'll eat a little bit later. I'll eat a little bit later. And then it'll be like two o'clock and I haven't eaten. Yeah. And then you feel like garbage. You feel like garbage. And then you eat garbage because you're starving. You know, you're like, yeah. Um, and then the next question is, have you taken the medication you need to take? Um, and then they have you stop and pause and drink your favorite liquid, which is fun. Okay, I did it. And then asks you about your sleep. And if you need yep. a nap, which I will say, sometimes I find I also just need a nap.
1: Yeah, I mean, I do. I, I, I do like a nap. But then I'm also wondering if I have the question I have to ask myself is, do I need a nap because I'm exhausted? Or do I need a nap because I'm hiding? You know, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <That's laughs> am I just a hiding from my to-do
1: list? Yeah. Like, would I actually feel more energized if I, like, to your point, went outside and went for a walk?
0: Yes. That is so true because there are a lot of times where I will feel really tired, but then I'll go for a walk and I feel great on the walk. Yes. Like, I don't feel yeah. tired as soon as as soon as I get myself out of the house. Right. Um, then it asks if you're in pain. It asks if there's something in your environment that is uncomfortable. Um. So I actually
1: really liked that one. Yeah. I really like
0: that one because it's like the first
1: the first follow up question is really um easy like are is it the right temperature? Are you too cold? Are you too, are you too hot? I I actually love that because I'm miserable if I'm either of those things. I keep a little space heater in my office. Um so I feel like that's a really nice non-judgmental way to just kind of check in with yourself. And then the next one is like is your is something around you like, what, what's what's wrong with the area around you? And for me, I cannot relax if I'm staring at clutter. But mm-hmm. I also don't necessarily always have the time to, you know, do a deep clean. So I will just clear off, like, my desk. So I'm at yeah. least looking at something that's not, you know, full of, I don't know, like, half-empty coffee cups.
0: I wish you could see my desk right now.
1: I have <laughs> I'm taking a this- photo
0: of it. I'm going to post it in the group. My desk is this- a disaster right now.
1: I have this running joke that the amount of half-empty cups on my desk at any given time directly correlates with my mental state. A (laughs) hundred percent. So my team at work will say, okay, we'll do like a – they'll do it – we'll play a game. I'm like, guess how many cups? And if it's like above five, like they know that I'm in, I I need to like take a – Take a take a mental health
0: break. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) That's true. And it's – for me, it's papers. I just pile – I start to pile papers on my desk and then I get really stressed about it. Um, Then it asks, so it kind of looks at all your physical, your environment, and then it asks about, you know, kind of mental, like, do you have something on your mind? Like, are you dealing with, um, you know, something like that? So then it says, if you do, set a timer for 15 minutes and work on a solution. If it's something you can change, great. If not, do your best to reach out to someone and talk about it. But 15 minutes and only 15. So I love this because I often need to set a timer on my worrying, right? Like, yes, give yourself the time to do it, you're going to think about it, and then you're going to be done. And I think there's something really powerful in that prescription.
1: Yeah, I like how... um uh, one of the things they say is like even if it's insur- if it seems insurmountable, just take the timer, set 15 minutes and just chip away at a task. Um, which I really like too because I can get to the place where I'm like, oh gosh, like I have x, y, and z and it feels like a mountain, right? Um, but uh, chipping away at it, I think definitely brings me a little bit of I kind of I'll, I'll chip away at something and go, okay, that was I can do that and then I can do that again in a couple hours and
0: um, not feel so overwhelmed. Totally. Um, Then it asks if you're feeling triggered, if something traumatic or upsetting from the past is weighing on your mind, um, and it gives you some prompts for that. And then it asks if you're feeling disassociated, depersonalized, um, foggy, or far away. Um, And it gives you a whole list of grounding activities, if that is the case, which a lot of them are the ones we just talked about. Make tea, listen to music, splash water on your face. Um, And then once you've done those things, then you can move on to the next question, which I love. I love that that this is so, like, self-directed. And I love that there's... Just
1: some really practical things. Like, it's just so practical, too, which I really appreciate. Like, yes. there are times where I just need someone to say, hey, do X, Y, and Z, and then that's that's
0: really helpful for me. Okay, this is an interesting one. If you, It asks if you're feeling depressed, and their prescription if you're feeling depressed is to take 15 minutes and accomplish something small. So that's what we were talking about before. Oh, wow. Yeah. It says, load the dishwasher or make a friendship bracelet.
1: Like this is definitely. I've, I'm clicking different answers. This is definitely like choose your own adventure. Is, I feel like I'm reading it. Is. What are you getting <laughs> oh, are like you r- r-
0: as you're doing uh, it? Uh,
1: I'm down at, uh, well, I'm at a, uh, hold on a second. I am at, um, are you feeling lonely or in need of attention? Or And then are you feeling foggy? Um, oh. But I think, I, I like this. Like everybody feels lonely sometimes. You can just yeah. talk to someone in your house, call someone on the phone. Um, but I, I like that. I it, it's, it's nice that uh, depending on what your concern is. They've got practical solutions or, you know, they can uh, direct you to the next thing.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, well, I don't know that we'll get through doing this whole thing because as you said, it's sort of like it channels off into so many different things. Yeah. But I really, I think this is a really good resource. I'm stoked that you found it and it feels like such a great fit for our podcast, You feel Um It's a nice little rescue exercise.
1: Yeah. And I like that it says, too, like if you're in a kind of like a, a, a series or a, a season where you're kind of feeling overwhelmed, mm-hmm. starting your day off with that. Yeah. I, I think that's really cool because that's a – then you kind of start your day off feeling like you've, you're have you on the right track.
0: And I actually – I am not a person who loves meditating. I wish I was. Um, mm. But because I have racing thoughts and anxiety, sometimes meditation can actually be stressful and triggering for me. And I like that this is sort of it's more directed than a meditation. Yeah, yeah. Um this one feels like it fits my personality a little bit more and it's probably getting me to the same place.
1: Yeah, no, I I I I really like that too. Um there are times where I feel like I will get um direction that's a little bit too abstract for me yeah you know like like set an intention all right what does that what does that mean (laughs) like what just tell me tell me like the practical thing to do here um so yeah no I I think this is cool and I hope that some of our I'm sure that some of our listeners will find value in it as well so we'll make sure
0: to link it in the show notes totally for sure it'll be linked up at selfiepodcast.com um and then Remember, guys, that if you ever want to ask a question of Claire, of BJ, or even Yuru and I, you can do so um, by following the link at selfiepodcast.com. And always an open invitation to join us in our Facebook community where we um, go into deeper dives on all of these topics and even more. Thanks for joining us. Continue the self-care conversation with us over at Instagram at at selfie podcast. And make sure to join our uber supportive community that we love on Facebook by searching for selfie podcast community.
3: You can also visit our website to check out the resources we've talked about in each episode at selfiepodcast.com. Make sure to subscribe to selfie on iTunes that you can catch up with us next week. Special thanks to shepherd audio for providing our music. Take care.